Well, we are with with Kyle from the Knight Foundation, and uh, thank you for for agreeing to talk today. I want to first get your authorization to record this conversation. Authorized. Thank you. Fully authorized. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So, to start this, I want to know um, why the Knight Foundation funds this type of projects. Why not other type of projects that? Well, what are the goals that the Knight Foundation is aiming to do with this project? and why this, this method? This yeah, methodology. I'll give a, just a short overview of our strategy in Akron and then how Better Block fits in. So in short, uh, the city of Akron has been losing population since the 1960s. We are the former rubber capital of the world. We made tires. Uh, and we no longer manufacture tires here. And so our population peaked in the 1960s at about 292,000. And in our city limits now, we have about 197,000. So we've lost roughly a third of our population. And so what that does is it, it creates a lot of problems for a city uh, and um, cuts resources for a lot of development work. Uh, and so we have been in steady decline. Uh, we've elected our first new mayor in 28 years. We have a new, a new mayor um, who is very interested in Akron stabilizing and growing its population, people wanting to live in downtown and in the inner ring neighborhoods. So, Knight Foundation is interested in how we can stabilize and grow our population through investments in downtown and in inner ring neighborhoods. And we believe the quality of a place has a dramatic impact on people's choice to live there and uh, lots of other things. So that's the short answer. So Better Block fits in because we are interested in neighborhood revitalization and not some outsider like a foundation or a consultant or someone coming in and telling the neighborhood what they need. We want the neighborhood to say, this is what we want. This is what we think our place could be and for the neighborhood leadership to help build that vision. Better Block comes in because it's a relatively low cost, fast way to help a neighborhood that has been neglected for a long time, that's been promised a bunch of things and nothing's happened, just for them to see that change is possible in a way that they can experience. They can sip the cup of coffee in a place where they had not done it before, and we believe that helps to set the table for a larger planning conversation. That now, now once people have experienced a change, they believe that something bigger and better is possible, and they are willing to actively participate in it. And so and we spend a lot of money on fancy renderings and fancy plans. And the thing I've loved about the three Better Block projects is, is they change the neighborhood. Even if it's for a couple days, they change it. And, they ch and the people who experience it think of the potential in a very different way. Hmm. What happened with gentrification in these cases? So we are a long way from gentrification in Akron. Uh, so gentrification uh, is, is used in a lot of different ways. How I define it is people being priced out of a neighborhood, mm -hmm. that it gets the rent or the, the retail space gets too expensive and people get pushed out. When you're in a city in decline, you are a long way. We need reinvestment. We need stabilization. We need, uh, in Middlebury, the neighborhood where we're sitting and having our conversation, 60% of the homes are rented and 40% of the homes are owned. We want to flip that so that 60% are owned and 40% are rented and that the rental rates that we see a range. We have, if you want affordable, we got you covered. If you want mid or upper, it doesn't exist. We want every neighborhood to have a range, and that includes lower income people. We want affordable housing, we want subsidized housing, we want you know, public housing in, every, in many neighborhoods, but we also need a, uh, 
uh, a purchasing power in the neighborhood to power small business, to provide jobs, to you know create coffee shops and retail mm -hmm. spaces and other things. So, um, so gentrification has not yet been an issue in Akron, okay. but the way that we're trying to, we, we don't have all the answers. There are a lot that we don't know about equitable neighborhood redevelopment, but we do know that our neighborhoods are ready for investment again. And so we're trying to take a neighborhood first, uh, neighbors first approach, that if we design for the people that are there today, we increase the likelihood that they will be a part of the neighborhood 5, 10, 20 years from now. Okay. We don't know if that's going to work, but that's our hypothesis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so when you are you bring Better Block to start the, with a kickoff meeting, the community gets together. There yeah. are like community leaders that happen. You need the city to get on board to get like public authorizations for like dying streets and putting new things on the city property. Yep. Um, how is that process? Um, are departments of the city who are were not on board at first, uh, sure. or the or other departments that were more on board? And how was how? Has that, first of all, how was that experience with them at first? Yeah. Has that changed over time? I think one of Jason Roberts uh, from Better Block, one of his superpowers, his gifts, is being able to sit in a room with people who say no, 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 and get them to say, well, maybe, maybe we could do that. And so uh, you know, in his presentations, Jason talks a lot about you know, uh, how city bureaucracy is not designed for change. You know, the regulations of a sidewalk, the regulations of the street, the regulations of small business all say you cannot try anything, right? But uh, we, Jason was able to get, you know, the city engineering department, uh, members of city council, the mayor uh, ended up coming to say, you know what, since it's only for two days, since it's temporary, it's a pop-up, let's try it. We will allow you to try it. And so because it's uh, giving that permission to give it a go is a, a, a key component of the, hey Anthony, how are you, man? How are you doing? Yeah. Good. Uh, is, a key, is a key component of the, uh, is a key component of the, um, the projects, so. Okay. Um, so so the, there was a lot of objection, but because they say it's temporary, we're going to put it out and we will take it away. We will clean it up. It's not going to be there forever. People go, well, okay, we'll let you try it. And, and that, that's a big deal. <laughs> and was there any particular it. side of the city that was are the hardest ones to approve or to get on board? Uh, or no? I mean, I think I think engineering. I think the people that are managing the the, the road and the uh, the zoning issues initially were. Um, it felt like more work. It felt like just another you know kind of like when they when people haven't experienced a better block, they think it's just another like uh, street street event, like a community event, like an Italian festival or a Latino festival or something. They don't know that it's actually a design festival. It's an it's a experiential kind of festival. It's a recreation festival. Um, but it takes a while for people to do that. Now, I will say, once we did the Better Block in North Hill, which was the first one, the Better Blocks in Middlebury and Kenmore became much easier to get buy-in because once you've experienced it, you understand, like, okay, this is a, a different kind of endeavor so Marissa was telling me that in the Middlebury uh, better block the transit engineer at first was a little reluctant to approve or to yeah. let things happen and she said that it was interesting to see him painting the temporary that's it roads yeah uh, and I and I don't just... fault the engineers because they work in very uh, restrictive environment where big dollars are tied to your ability to comply with regulation 
And so I, I but, and this is a very different uh, ask of them. And, and so, but it's been great to see. Uh, generally, people have been very supportive by the time the event came. But so, but also what I'm understanding is, the city was not the city doesn't have a lot of regulations for temporary. Infrastructure. Yeah, it's and no one after the first yeah. one happened, then they are starting to adapt. You said this, the Middlebury, the Kenmore were easier. Very much so. Yeah, because they, they understood it was uh, mm -hmm. going to be cleaned up, it was not going to be intrusive, and that it actually helps the city with community engagement. It, 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 it you know, the, the report that comes out gives the city, they don't have to do any of it, but it gives them some options that they can try. Yeah. So, interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's let's try to remember the first one, the Akron, the the North Hill in Akron. Was there something a specific part of the design that that you remember that was something that you wouldn't have tried or that you wouldn't have said, let's try this if this was a permanent design? Yeah. So one of the things that we need to get better at in Akron is uh, public space that in, that reveals our cultural diversity, that invites. Uh, different cultures to use public space to show off what, what they are passionate about. So in the North Hill Better Block, which is our um, highest concentration of, of our most diverse neighborhood in the city, um, having a bocce ball court that paid tribute to the uh, Italian-American heritage of the neighborhood and having a, a pop-up soccer field that invited uh, North Hills uh, soccer team has been nationally renowned uh, because of its diversity and the National Public Radio did a piece on them so they had a pop-up soccer field having the uh, a theater where you've got African-American performers Bhutanese performers you know this kind of cultural mix that stuff was the, the special sauce of the North Hill Better Block. And, and it was the first time, and, and for the city, it was a win because they, they saw the potential for what people can do if given the invitation. So, um, and the intentionality behind Italian, Bhutanese, everybody loves soccer, um, you know, the food, the, the mix, you, know, you had the uh, uh, Irish American, uh, I can't remember what the name of the building is, uh, right next to, uh, you know, across the street you have a Bhutanese chef preparing a puffed rice dish and serving it for five bucks a bowl. Like it was a really healthy mix of things and felt very American, felt very like that. that's why we're proud to be in our city and in um, in North Hill on that day, so kind of like empowered the identity of the neighborhood. Yeah, and, and not the uh, the analogy I think they use in, like academia is toss salad, where we're separate and all in the same thing, but we keep our separate to more of like that melting pot of real mixing of, of people trying things and talking about things, and you're sitting on a bench next to a, a Bhutanese woman, and over here is like a little kid eating an ice cream cone. It was a really good kind of energy, and it created a new aspiration for what neighborhoods can be and then nothing as the caffeine hits my system <laughs> it helped to um, validate North Hills diversity and that the asset that is lying in waiting to be revealed in that neighborhood the better block did it in two days everyone knew it to be there but until you've experienced it tasted talked it thrown a bocce ball you know until once you do that it it it, it, it registers in a deeper way and i think it helped to set the table for uh the growth that north Hills had over the past two and a half years have we moving to the next uh phase of the better block in the same um in the same project. What happened after that? 
Was there any any permanent results? Yeah, so it's a it's a great question that is being answered uh, this year. So uh, Knight Foundation funded the Better Blocks in North Hill, Middlebury, and Kenmore. Uh, we have went through a mayoral change, uh, elected a new mayor in the city, and brought in new leadership at the city level. Um, it, not because of us, but I think the Better Blocks played a factor. Um, the city has designated four neighborhoods as a priority for reinvestment. North Hill, Middlebury, Kenmore, and one other neighborhood called, called Summit Lake. Before the Better Blocks? After the Better Blocks. So it, I believe it helped to show two things to the city. One, um, we, we didn't choose those neighborhoods arbitrarily. We worked with Jason and his team and also shared what we've been learning more broadly with Knight. North Hill is our foreign born. The Kenmore neighborhood is our strongest business district outside of downtown. And Middlebury was selected because right out the window here, we have one of the largest employers in the city, Summa Health System. And about two miles down the road, we have, well, no, that's probably the second largest, and that may be the third, I, um, uh, Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company. And in between these massive employers where you've got probably 2,500 employees and about the same number out of Goodyear, is this neighborhood that is a donut hole. It has been left behind. It's, wh wh why isn't that wealth translating to two blocks off the campus. And so Middlebury's opportunity is to leverage the proximity of those anchors to help uh, re reconnect the neighborhood and, and to bring the neighborhood back, uh, not just because of those, but, but figuring out how to invite folks to come experience what's just off their, their campus. It doesn't so. make sense to, if you have a neighborhood in between these two large places where people go, even for people to even live there or enjoy their time here, and it should be a place that where the wealth is also around. Yes, it's shared. It, it's a, exactly, and it doesn't have to be all of it, just a percentage of it or a, you know, a day. So, so um, the city uh, has identified these neighborhoods as, as priorities. So Knight Foundation uh, last September, uh, there, our previous mayor believed that neighborhoods were best planned by City Hall. The new mayor believes the neighborhoods are best planned by the neighborhood itself, that neighborhood leaders would be the best to do it. So following that uh, encouragement, um, the, the people who led the Better Blocks were John and Tina Ugrin, Tina Boyce in Kenmore, and a guy named Zach Cole who led it in Middlebury. Uh, night, we made three grants of $240,000 each uh, to each of those three leaders to lead a community development corporation, a planning process, to begin to determine what does the neighborhood need, who is going to do it, and what are the resources available to make it happen. And so in North Hill, it's figuring out how to leverage the foreign born to revitalize the business district. In Kenmore, they're also focused on the business district. And in Middlebury, they're focused more on housing and that the housing redevelopment. But so it's a very long explanation to say the Better Block led to the CDC, and we believe that the Community Development Corporation is going to lead to that longer term champion of the revitalization of the neighborhood. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we don't know if it's going to work, but that's that's where but, we're heading. But you are mentioning very tangible and big uh, outcomes from the Better Block. Yes, uh, it was not the only factor, but it was a big factor. It, it, it helped. It was a, it was a, a leading ingredient in the recipes. So. Yeah, I mean, it, there is no one thing that yeah. that can. There's no one thing that has so many results. Any result is the combination of yeah. different things. But it sounds that this was a, an important part in getting the people together and the experience 
of doing these. It, if, we're, if the analogy is we're trying to start a fire, it was like pouring gasoline onto something that was already burning. It helped it burn brighter and faster. And, and Jason and Krista and their team are really good at listening. At, at each better block having a little bit different flavor that is authentic to the place where it's being done. They could easily say, you know what, we've done enough of these, we know what you need, we're going to come in and put, you need a bocce ball, you need a pop-up business, and, but they don't. They, they're real. And then once they hear, then they'll come and say, well, you know what, we tried this in Macon, we tried this in uh, uh, Copenhagen, we tried this in Dallas. How does this sound? And, and I've been blown away by how uh, unique each better block is and how it captured the essence of the place where it was happening. And that's hard to do. It's easy to say and really hard to do and they're very good at it. So, yeah. In the second, in the other better block in the Kenmore, what results can you see or what outcomes happen after that? So, uh, Any permanent things that happen there? So we've got, uh, in, uh, just like in North Hill, there is a, uh, Tina Boyce, who you'll hopefully meet with, uh, is leading the Community Development Corporation for Kenmore. Uh, the city has also, um, they are in the process of, uh, the mayor just announced it at his State of the City address, uh, doing what they're calling a Great Streets Program. And it, the short description is it's aligning all of the uh, layers of government that go into building a street, engineering, planning, economic development, uh, getting them on one team and going in and looking in a very focused way at a small section of real estate and getting it right. So Kenmore will be the first neighborhood where the city attempts to deploy these resources uh, this summer. Uh, so the design process is, has begun. Uh, the, the, the neighborhood is four lanes of traffic wide, and the business district is fairly full but has vacancy. And so they're going to look at dieting the road to make it safer for pedestrians and cyclists and cars. We've got plenty of room for cars. <laughs> but also looking at the design of the sidewalk and the, the plan for what goes into businesses so that it's a more holistic approach mm -hmm. rather than you know engineering comes in and two years later planning comes in and you know it's all kind of, which is how we've been doing business. And they want Kenmore to be a proving ground of this new strategy and they hope to replicate it in other neighborhoods. Now again, I don't think the Better Block did that on its own, but it certainly showed to the city. They knew about the physical location, and the Better Block revealed the leadership potential within the neighborhood to work with the city to make it happen. Well, I guess um, when, I'm, when I'm saying Better Block, I'm, I guess I'm trying to say prototyping, because in the prototyping, yeah. it wasn't just Better Block. They are the facilitators of the prototype, yep. but definitely the promoters who are the Knight Foundation and all of these uh, leaders from the community and the community itself, mm -hmm. plus the city, I think all of that make a prototype successful or not. Absolutely right. Uh, and yes, I mean, I think Better Blog, they are very, they have a lot of skills to make everybody work together, yeah. to listen to, to everybody, to the community, but also to listen to the city, the, their concerns. I think they're very good at facilitating this and making it happen quickly. Mm -hmm. And it's the it's methodology that they came up with. But again, I guess every time I said I, I said a verbal before, I meant to say prototype. Yeah. In the idea that is all of this group who made an experience, they all experience that, and after that is wait, let's see what happens. Yeah. 
Yeah, for, for these prototypes, the city is a very important stakeholder because they own the land. They own the road, they own the sidewalk, and the, the, the private businesses own their buildings, but that public realm is mm -hmm. city land. And so, um, but once they're on board, what an opportunity, because they, they own a lot of road and sidewalk in the city of Akron, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, they, they, you said that in Kenmore they are designing these greater street. Yes. Do you call it that? Yeah, program? Great Streets is Great what they're, streets. they're calling it. So this program, they are designing there. They, I'm, I'm thinking that the, the better block, the prototype that happened in Kenmore, yep. somehow the community, the city, the experience fed some of this feedback to the, to the city or yep. to whoever is designing it, and they are translating what they received there to these new streets. Yeah, so um, one of the big and basic uh, tests that the that prototypes that they have done in each one has been slower traffic. Uh, so in a city that has lost population, we have really big roads and very few cars relative to you know the, the capacity of the road. And so each better block has demonstrated how much space you reclaim when you take away some of that unnecessary car traffic and you reintroduce play, slow, calm, space, mm -hmm. you know, a bocce ball court, a uh, benches, uh, cafe, cafe seating, that kind of thing. Um, and in each case, there was not gridlock, there was not chaos, you know, the cars <laughs> moved just fine, and we saw more pedestrians and cyclists as a result of the invitation to move a little slower. After we have our cup of coffee, we'll walk out and I'll show you the site where Middlebury happened, and it's a gigantic road with very few cars, so. Yeah, I'll be yeah. happy to do that. Uh, let's go to the Middlebury. Yes. Anything that any business that uh, any pop-up business, any uh, cycling path, did any become permanent? So uh, where was? Yeah. So so the short answer is yes, and and uh, more to come. So uh, Middlebury of the three neighborhoods has been the hardest hit economically. It is the poorest neighborhood of the three, uh, and so the business district is the most vacant <laughs> uh, and the housing stock is the most uh, vacant blighted and then uh, lowest cost and so Zach uh, Zach Cole who led the better block here had the biggest challenge um, and they had kind of the least to work with so here they focus more on um, some pop-up business, working with a few of the neighborhood businesses that were there, but really uh, a public park space, taking a vacant lot and activating it for children, for play, for the neighborhood to, to come out. They had music and um, uh, so they, I wish we could go sit in the park that became permanent, I think it is uh, more likely to happen. That, that quality public space in Middlebury is more likely because the Better Block demonstrated it. it it's not, there's not the A to B yet, but it's kind of, it, it's moving in the right direction. So, okay. yeah. And the lot where they did the park is being redeveloped for housing, for uh, senior citizen housing with retail on the bottom. So they're, they're, now again, not a direct result of the better block, but it certainly helped to build the case of why the lot is worth developing. Yep. Interesting. Have you seen, well you mentioned a couple of changes, but are, have you seen any changes or petitions for 
changes in zoning, legislation, code, codes in the city as the result of the, these prototypes? Uh, so cafe seating is a, a great issue. The short answer is yes. Uh, it has not been changed, but I continue to hear people say we need to change it. We need to look at the zoning as it relates to neighbors. A lot of these laws were on the books from the, 50, the 40s or 50s that are still restricting people from potted plants and cafe seating, whatever. Um, so the issue of cafe seating is going to be there is a committee that has been convened by our downtown Akron partnership with stakeholders from the neighborhood about how we're zoning cafe seating for neighborhood restaurants or for downtown restaurants. And I anticipate that by September, they will release an ordinance that is way more permissive to the local businesses so they can do cafe seating. Uh, not done yet, but it's being addressed. Oh. So, and there are other, uh, a lot of other issues like, uh, you know, the facade on buildings, uh, what's the, you know, are people allowed, if you're doing a small bookshop, can you put your books on the street, can you not, just relaxing all of that stuff. The city is interested in it, and they just have to have the bandwidth to do it, but I think it's coming. So, Why haven't, it, why haven't all the, these designs, these prototypes that happen, why are they out? I know that part of the, the, the commitment for the city to allow it is, you know, we're going to stay yeah. two, three days, we'll take it out, and we'll clean it up, and... And that's it. Um, why, ha why aren't they permanent? And why haven't they become permanent? If they were a big success, if the community wanted them, if they were cheap, relatively cheap to be made, yeah. why not say, well, we want this? Yeah, it's a great, it, uh, things move slow. Okay. <laughs> it's a short answer. And I think the better blocks were uh, a little early, if that makes sense. So we had a change at City Hall, and we were doing better blocks So the first better block happened when the previous mayor was still in office. The second better block happened when the new administration was in their first year and Kenmore happened last September. So it, they're a year and a half into their new administration trying to deal with all the different changes. I think, uh, I'm hoping that we can do more projects like that in the future and that they will be adopted quicker. That we will be able to go to the city and say, look, okay, you've got money to redo a different neighborhood. Let Better Block go in and test designs. And let's agree that if we get positive feedback on three out of 10 of those designs, that they stay out, that they're out on the street. We just, the timing was early, but I think it was super valuable. Um, uh, and I hope that we get better at shortening the gap between the prototype and the permanent. But from my view as a, as a local funder, I want to keep that drumbeat of prototyping going, even if it's not becoming permanent yet, because like we're getting closer, whatever the right analogy is, like they are getting ready to, to crossing over soon. And I, I hope, and the other thing is we're building, I don't know what the right phrase is, like I always say muscle memory, but it's like we're, we're developing a, uh, Uh, an understanding of prototyping, a, uh, uh, and it's it, a lot of people are, are getting to know it, and so we're getting better, we're getting stronger, we're getting faster, we're getting more creative, it, 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 and that happens with each project. We get a little bit better and a little bit better, and now after doing three of them, we are pretty good. We're not great. We got a long ways to go, but we are way better than we were before we started. Awesome.
so there, there is this talk about you know let's let's find a way to start making things more permanent to test it to use prototype as a prototype but kind of taking the next step not just using it to get people on board or to show that some things can work yeah but actually to say okay let's test it and let's let's implement something permanent that worked quicker yeah so there, there is that conversation at least going on uh, our city engineers use the word prototyping that was not happening before <laughs> you know but, but it's good because it takes for all of us I mean well, I didn't know what a prototype was until I started to experience it so I think it's something that needs to happen uh, for a while before it becomes a part of the, the standard operating procedure the <clears throat> tell me two or three design a particular design that maybe were they happen either in two or in the three uh, yeah. better blocks uh, or prototypes and then why are these important sure where because you you've mentioned different things like housing security like safety uh, you, you mentioned all of these economic aspects and, yeah. which are consequences of this infrastructure putting in place mm-hmm. so I want to see if, what three important as uh, design features you guys put there in the prototype yeah and then why is that important so uh, at a basic level uh, neighborhood safety is always a concern in every city and one of the things we believe and that experts say is that the more people are using a public space the safer it is the dangerous public spaces are the ones where you know you and I are the only two out there and we you know we're, we feel alone and we feel whatever so in our neighborhoods and it's also good for democracy it's good for community it's good for um, you know, dealing with racism and economic separation. The more people see each other, the better for Akron, right? So uh, just at, at a high level, the activation of the neighborhood, the invitation for people to get out of their car and walk and bring their dog and bring their kids and whatever and use the neighborhood, that at a high level is good. Specific designs, um, dieting the road, slowing the road is a big deal because it's not just about, it's safer for the cars, it's safer for people on bikes, but where most people are using that neighborhood is on foot. And it is way more enjoyable to walk in a neighborhood where the cars are slower. And we see Paris and cities in South America and everyone's slowing down the cars because it's good for people. So Better Block is the first time in my awareness that that was actually tested uh, in a significant way, where we gave up a lane of traffic on either side of the road. Um, second area where they focus on is bus stops. Uh, in Akron, we are a car culture, everybody drives, and so the buses are sort of a trans- transportation of last resort. They're inefficient, they're slow, and it's not a dignified experience. Our bus stops are horrible. Uh, so in Kenmore, Better Block tested benches, shade, bike parking, basic amenities. Only, I think they did two or three bus stops, but dignifying the bus stop, making it a place that someone would actually want to use you know, on, on their daily commute. Um, and I had mentioned uh, another one, just the simple act of taking the table and chairs that we are sitting at now and putting it on the street, uh, on the sidewalk, allowing people to come outside. And I mean, our, you think of, we close our eyes and think of our favorite cities. We're sitting outside, we're watching people, we're having a cup of coffee or a beer or whatever. In Akron, for whatever reason, we, we got away from that basic human desire and the better blocks gave people permission to go sit on the street again in places that the view's not that great but when there's people and there's activity you want to sit out there so, yeah all right i think that was 
Kind of permanent. Um, just a couple more things because I, I think I'm done with the questions. Is I'm gonna include um, when I was trying to find this prototyping on infrastructure. There is no academic literature sure. about prototyping. Mm -hmm. The few that there is is that's on, interesting. Is in the planning. Planning have some, but not not really out there. Yep. And uh, when I tried to search for the people who promote these or such, there's no names of their better blog. Is not mentioned in any academic yep. article. Uh, the Nava Foundation in this context, I didn't see it either. Yep. So in my in my acknowledgement, I want to put, I want to include these names, and I want to get your permission to see if it is okay to say the Knight Foundation in Akron. Of course, yeah. It is the better blog to have these implications, because yep. I think it's also it would be also good to have these to put these names in the academic world as well, so it's easier for other people to start connecting. Yeah. To this, yep. uh, as I said, for me, that was a big challenge when I was developing the. The proposal to say, well, there, I have all this academic foundation to show that I want to do this, but the last part, prototyping, better blog, yeah. uh, there is a lot about community participation, mm -hmm. about uh, community de uh, democratizing design, but nothing about prototyping in this kind of way. Yep. So it was difficult to convince the committee that it is an academic approach. Yeah. So, anyways, I wanted That's to That's interesting. Your... Yeah, because if you're the first, who's to say that you're the one to make that determination? But I, I do think that it's um, worthy of academic documentation because it's, it's key to the revival of American cities. Uh, of the, the cities that are attracting talent are doing, are, are, are designing a place where people actually want to live all the time. We don't want to be in the suburb by ourselves, we want to be in the city with other people. And I think we're going to see in the next five to 10 years the, the um, revitalization of the American city and, and of the, the, the global city, you know, of, 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 and it, these principles are happening internationally as you're uh, well versed, but, and we're copying a lot from Europe. Uh, you know, the, the consultants that we're working with are giving us examples from Europe and from South America and places that have just, yeah. they're just doing it. So, but I, I appreciate that you're going into somewhat <laughs> uncharted territory, but I do think it's going to become a very relevant topic soon. And for those cities that don't think it's relevant, they will be left behind. They won't yeah. be cities where people want to be. And those elected officials won't be elected again because people expect, are going to start to expect a city that's vibrant and alive and so on. Yeah, so, we're moving into that kind, yeah. of, kind of city. That vision is coming back. Yep. Um, again, too. You know, like I feel the last, I don't know, 10, like 20, 30 years, the vision of what a city is started to to move into a different view of what is to to live a good life in a city, yep. and uh, we're kind of moving back again, or whatever whatever we're switching, but we're switching again that view into like you know like we want to be surrounded by people, you know we want to have the play, and uh, but yeah. And some so, of the most wise, one last thought: some of the most you know, the most powerful cities in America. Los Angeles, New York City, Chicago, you know, the people that we all, we go on vacation, we go to Washington, D.C., and we admire, you know, and they are New York. We had their parks, the Parks Commissioner of New York City was here about three or four weeks ago presenting to the community, and he's talking about public space for people, parks, bus stops, quality of life, just the rhythm of the city. Uh, so why, why, why can't we do it too? Different actually, scale, but same actually, principles. Uh, yeah, New York City, yeah. they, they formalized prototyping. 
Oh, nice. They do, yeah, they great. do a Jeanette Sadakan under Bloomberg. Did they do it then? I, I don't know. I don't know names, but when I, I was know. looking into yeah. projects, I saw that the city, yeah. uh, for example, in Times Square, they didn't they didn't yep. make it pedestrian all of a sudden. Yep. They first closed them with some cones. Yep. And just put out their, lawn chairs. And yeah. then in the process of seven years, they start making like small changes, small yep. changes, getting feedback, redesigning it, changing it again and again. and. And now it's permanent design. Yeah. Like it's just permanent infrastructure there, mm-hmm. and there's no cars. So that, I, there are some that I've, that I've seen that they are led by the city or by like the government, but uh, a lot of it comes from the community, especially for a city, for a community, for them to to own their own neighborhood. So the firm that did that work, just for your academic reference, if you ever want to look them up, it's Gell Architects, G-E-H-L. They're okay. based in Copenhagen. They have a New York office, but they worked with the Bloomberg administration on the prototyping of Times Square. Okay. And then there are other pedestrian plazas down Broadway where they've done the exact same principle of Times Square, just at a different scale. Mm-hmm. And and it's exactly what you're saying. Let's check that. Maybe Let's go yeah. put the paint in the chairs out. If everyone hates it, we'll take it Let's away. Take it out and, and if we love it, we're going to put nicer chairs, and we're going to put some plants, and we're going to put some food. And they just kind of built and built and built and built, and now it's an iconic destination. Because why wasn't why would we ever have allowed cars in Times Square? <laughs> if you hadn't prototyped, people would have been objected from the beginning, and it would have never happened. Yeah. So it's just that kind of layering <laughs> and stacking and so on. So cool. yeah. Well, thank when you is for your next meeting, by the way. At two thirty. Three thirty. Or is it three thirty? Yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Where do you have to be? Here. Oh, nice. Perfect. Yeah, my next two are here. So let me 